1: play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal
6: Shaw on Vsin, the sports betting network. Sharp Money. Vcent, the Sports Buddy Network, as we welcome you in on a Friday, March third, and we appreciate your patience as we try to build show by show, create a unique gambling space for you. I'm Patrick Maher, of course, he's Amal Shaw, the big guy, Dustin Sweetles, and we are absolutely loaded. Great job by Dustin with the guest today, Jorge Sedano, NBA on ESPN. He's going to join. The trade deadline has just hit in the NHL. Jeff Merrick, Sportsnet 590, the fan there up in Toronto, he's going to join. Mike Somich, who's going to be a regular on the show, professional handicapper, as a matter of fact, he's part of the network. I've got a play at Gulfstream coming up in just a couple of minutes from Somich, we'll get to you. And Sean Farnham, you see him all the time on ESPN, College Basketball Analyst, he's going to join as well. You know who else is going to join? A guy that did his homework last night. He's Amal Shaw. We gave him the run line discussion, get some numbers, and he came back delivered. We're going to get to that coming up in a little over an hour. As I say, good afternoon, Amal. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? i'm doing i'm doing great you were flexing a little bit before the show what are you talking i heard about? you talking to everybody there you know kissing babies and all the stuff that you do lying to ben wilson that you're going to watch his call on a game over the weekend first of all, and then right before the show to hold on now right before the show started you were peacocking a little bit about actually doing some work last night on the show. So we appreciate you.
7: Well, second. Yeah, I don't reason I'm peacocking, as you would like to phrase it, is because there was doubt that I would actually do it. I, I don't know, understand why there was a question of my ability to get work done. Listen, I could work as hard as anybody. I just in certain areas, I'm just not needed to. So why would I? I mean, I, I don't see why I do things that are redundant in life. And so what you mean by that is, you know, everything that ever
6: needs to know about sports, so you never need to actually that. study sports no, because I it's just off the top of the dome piece, and I you did. can give out winners I, don't, without don't actually doing any work. Don't be knocking this hairpiece.
7: Do you know how long I had to take to set it this morning? First of all, its I did not say that, nor did I even imply that. What I'm saying is the stuff we're going to discuss, college basketball, uh, Major League Baseball, these are things I'm pretty well versed with, and I can discuss them off the cuff. But feel free to throw out some questions, you know, in case you want to ask me some trivia like you did the other day. But I'll be sure I'm ready for it. Okay, a couple of
6: things. I got some plays from Thomas Gable, runs the race and sports book over at the uh, Borgata, of course. He's part of our little network here. Before we do get to these plays, we've got a family bet. We're going to go back at it with Indiana State. We lost a $100 free roll with the big guy yesterday here on Sharp Money. Uh, Let's start here. Dustin, there was some animosity starting to brew between you and Amal yesterday on yesterday's show. Uh, How was the pre-show meeting and how's the temperature between the two of you as we welcome you into the show today?
5: You know, I I look for reasons to be annoyed at them all, and unfortunately on this Friday, I am struggling to find them. So I guess there is limited animosity at the moment, but we still have a full three-hour show to do. So I'm sure there's plenty (laughs) of things that are going to come out of his mouth that are going to anger me. But at the moment, he has been on his best behavior so far.
7: Kumbaya. Yeah. We, we, we yeah, have the to start reason, pissing each other off. No, the reason why he's very comfortable right now is because when Ben Wilson introduced the show, he mentioned Dustin first, so Dustin felt pretty good, got off to a good start. I said, look, you did not even have to mention me. I don't I don't get bothered by that kind of thing. However, I will tell you more importantly, and we'll get back to Dustin in a minute, got to look at this Hampton second half play here right now. The Pirates are down 21 against Monmouth. Monmouth shoots 19 for 30 in the first half. I didn't know Monmouth could go 19 for 30 in the first half if there was nobody else in the gym. 8 for 11 from the three-point line, Patrick. 9 for 9 from downtown. Think about that. This is a team with five wins on the year. Currently on an in-game number, you can get 16 and a half. Second half number is five. I like the Pirates here laying uh, five in the second half. Expect them to make a bit of a push. They just have to be competent. They don't even have to be good.
6: Let's that's tremendous, all. Let's get to a Gable play. Toledo Ball State. He's going to go over the posted total. He had 158 on it. Toledo Ball State. As a matter of fact, Samich, who's going to be joining, he actually has a play on that game as well. He's taking Ball State plus the four. So a couple network plays here. You like the Toledo Ball State over from Gable 158. We've got it listed at 159, steamed up a little bit there, and then take the four with Ball State, all.
7: Yeah, I like this call here at home. I think it's going to be a tough spot for Toledo. I was. Looking at this total here now at 159, both these teams are more than happy to go tempo. And remember one thing we are in the MAC tournament situation, so now you're gonna have teams kind of fighting for their life uh, in terms of fouling. Let me just double check and make sure we're in the tournament here because I'm confused. It might be confusing with another league. No, I'm sorry, this is a regular season game. I the apologize. Championship
6: week, they're closing out their, their yeah. uh, regular season schedule today. Confusing it with of the course. horizon
7: there for a second.
6: We've got what nine days teams punch their tickets uh, before selection Sunday coming up March 12th. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. We're going to be talking bubble teams to start the show with plus one. Another one from Gable runs the race and sports book part of the network here. He sent me these plays this morning, Pacific, San Francisco. It's going to be a track meet. He's going to go over the 152. It's been steamed. It's up to 154. I'll check with him. My assumption is he's still going to play the over here with Pacific and San Francisco.
7: Yeah, not a bad play here. Uh, Don's laying nine here. I actually think that Don's going to cover this number. I'm not a fan of UOP. You know, I know yesterday um, we, we had um, we talked about the Pacific game. I, I just was not a fan of the Pepperdine play simply because this Dine team under Lorenzo Romar, who should be canned after, as soon as this weekend is over, has been horrific. They play zero, and I mean zero, defense in Malibu and in Las Vegas, and they get run out of the gym here uh, at the Orleans Arena by the Tigers. So a couple of things. One, Sharp Money, those of you just joining us, first off, again, we appreciate the patience. We're
6: having a ton of fun in our first week of shows. It's only going to get better with each show. And so, again, your patience is appreciated. One of the things that we do, myriad sports, right? Uh, Amal was just lecturing about tennis. He's all over tennis. I've got two MLS plays uh, for the weekend that I absolutely love, two-plus money plays. And also horse racing. Horse racing's right up there. My friends, the racing dudes, Jared and Aaron. Of course, Mike Samich is one of the best horse racing handicappers, along with Aaron and Jared on the planet. Uh, we're going to give out some horse racing plays as well. So if you want to get involved, Gulfstream Park today, the eighth race. Samich has the one horse. He's going to go off 7-2, to 5-2, to two, somewhere in that range. Uh, but Gulfstream Park, it's... Looks like it's uh, goes off at 12.27, so coming up in just about 20 minutes, the one Gulfstream Park in the eighth race today on All Show. Sure. I know you don't have a take on it because I never really asked you about horse racing. Are you a horse racing
7: guy? I went to the opening day at Keeneland, and I didn't make a wager. Keeneland's gorgeous. It's Did you gorgeous. enjoy it? I had a great time. Absolutely. It was fantastic. It was the first time I'd been to a track. It was amazing, um, but I, had not, I didn't make a wager, uh, but I had a lot of fun. You, don't ha- you know what? You don't have to make a wager when you go to the track because it's such great
6: people watching, I- and it's almost like stepping back in time because people actually
7: respect and dress sophisticatedly and care about how they present themselves. It's a completely different vibe. I'm so happy to hear you say that because I got criticized by several friends. How could you go to the opening day and not make a wager? I said, listen, I was there with the party. It was a lot of fun. Got to see them bring the horses in. Just a lo- I'd never been to the racetrack, so it was a neat experience. Um, and I thought it was a lot of fun watching people sitting there sweating as the race comes down to the finish, and we were there for you know most of the day. But I thought it was a really cool experience if it's something you've never done.
6: Let's bounce back with a family play. Of course, the family play here, conference tournaments. We're going to get into the tournament here on Sharp Money. So we're on during these games. And what we like to do is we like to sweat a bet as a family. Big guy, you can jump in on this. We're going to go back to the Missouri Valley, of course, Evansville and Indiana State. That under killed us yesterday. But let's get back to it. Two pretty good teams, all. Indiana State and Belmont. This number opened, I think it was Belmont- three and a half. It's down to two and a half. You take a look, excuse me, Indiana state open three and a half down to two here. Uh, Of course, a quick turnaround for Indiana state after beating up a little tune up Evansville yesterday. Do you have a side you're leaning on here?
7: I am not. I'm going to kind of wait and see for an in play opportunity here. Uh, Already starting off the day with a loss for myself here with, um, with Hampton, which, which kind of goes against my better judgment, taking a team against double revenge. But Uh, Monmouth comes out and has their best shooting game the first half of the season. But in terms of this one, going to stay away. I'll tell you one thing in the Valley, though. When you get towards the later part of the tournament, these games tend to become slower and slower, more half-court, Patrick. And we're seeing it right now with UNI taking on Bradley. And this game had a total of around 150 or 140-something. I can't recall exactly. But we're seeing a much slower right now, 67-64 pace between these two, Uh, just under a minute to play as Bradley has the basketball up by three. Uh, I'm sorry, I, cr- I correct myself, 135 and a half here in this game. So this total, very much possibility of getting over, especially if Bradley scores on this possession. If they don't, it could be uh, tricky to get over that total.
6: Big guy, we're trying to get you that 100 bucks back, and so Amal is not going to help
7: you. He doesn't want to get involved in the I, I, I gave play. you the play. I gave you the play. I, uh, right now, if he's got time to make it, I'll give you the money to go make the play for us. Uh, okay, Hampton go second ahead, half. Repeat it. No, no, Hampton, let's do it. Go ahead and repeat it. Hampton second half, minus five. Okay. You want to get in on that big guy? I'm.
5: I'll do it. I'm already on the over 141 and a half. I'll jump on another one. I also think if they can't score
6: 52 and a half points. You're in trouble. I think Indiana State. Did you just go? Did you just go to the nut? He just went to. He's actually pulling out cash. <laughs> so you're actually going to give the big guy cash? To go with the, for a free roll? Well, we got You we-
7: have to pay you back. No, no. Here's what we're going to do. He's going to win and give me the refund, and then he can disperse the 200 amongst himself and uh, Kevin and whoever else is on staff here. That's okay,
6: do you have to – can you go run and play it right now? One of you needs to go play it. I, he's yeah, got to go because i got to tell tips. you why we're run taking Hampton. Is,
7: run is a relative term for me, but well, we'll try. Can you pick up the pace a little? The 3rd we're, we're, we're waving you home from third base. Try and make it before Bobby Meacham gets tagged out by Carlton Fisk, and I forgot who the other runner was. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hampton, second <laughs> half.
6: Maul, Maul. That's a tremendous job by you. Lay it with Hampton in the second half there. Uh, like to see it. All right, we're going to get into a bunch here as far as some of these bubble teams. You know, I was looking – through the big 12 and we'll come back and discuss this a little perspective as far as the big 12, the last place team in the league, Oklahoma played its way into the net top 75. Like regardless of what you think in net, essentially every game in the big 12 right now is a quad one game. You go on the road. It's a quadrant one game. This league is so far and away better than any other league right now.
7: It's not even close. And I don't even think it's open for discussion, but I'll tell you what, speaking of teams, I think we've got our four number one seeds established in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Keep it right there. When
6: we come back, we'll get a Shaw's 4-1 seeds. Also, question for you. West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. Of the three, who gets in at large? We'll discuss that when we come back. It is a packed show. The big guy already making a second half play on Hampton in real time. If we can get the picture of him out there at the book at the South Point, that'd be great going to break. Jorge Sedano, Jeff Merrick on the NHL trade deadline. Mike Samich, professional handicapper. There he is. there it is. There's the big guy standing in line right down in the right-hand corner. And Sean Farnham, of course, ESPN superstar college basketball. It's all coming up right here on Sharp Money. It's Vsin the sports betting network. Look at the big guy.
2: Listen to the big take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the
0: person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere. Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. Dw Void we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
7: This is Sharp Money with Patrick
6: Maher and Amal Shaw on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Okay, of course, you've got UFC coming up this weekend. Make sure you take advantage of the UFC card over at Bet Rivers. 285, of course, UFC. Head, o- head over to Bet Rivers online. It's a sports book, and they got you covered. Every line, odd, and boost. A bet the big names on the UFC 285 card with Parlay Insurance. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game as we welcome you back here. We've got some controversy. We're trying to get down on that Hampton second half. Of course, he's Amal Shaw. I'm Patrick Maher. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. This is Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the sports Betting Network. What the hell happened? We saw you at the book. Was the game not posted? What happened there, big guy?
5: uh Some discrepancies about what's happening in the universe at the moment behind the book. Uh, I think we were late. I was running. And I said, hey, I see there's no number next to next to Monmouth's or what do we want, Hampton's second y- half? Yeah, Hampton's second half. Good thing I didn't say Monmouth. Uh and the the young lady behind the book said, Oh no, we don't have it yet. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure I'm out of breath because it was about to start. Yeah. So you should have it or it's off the board it, now. And
7: it is off the board. It's off the board. Two minutes into the second half right now. We're trailing even in the second half number. So but still a long way to go. Luckily that they're gonna play the uh final 18 minutes.
6: Okay, let's do this. Let's get into some Uh, of these at-large conversations as far as the tournament. I mentioned them all. You've got, what, 9, 10 days until these teams punch their tickets by Selection Sunday coming up March 12th. Let's start with the Big 12 because that's been the dominant league in all of college basketball. I've got – these are obviously locks, and then we can start having the conversation about who should get in at-large and talk about some of the numbers here. Obviously, Kansas, Texas, (laughs) Iowa State, Baylor, Kansas State, TCU. Those are locks. Now, this is a 10-member league. Remember, they're going to 14 next year. They're adding Houston. They're adding Cincinnati. They're adding BYU. They're adding Central Florida. But right now, you've got 10. I think you can make an argument for West Virginia, Oklahoma State, a little bit dicey with Oklahoma State because what are they? Lost five straight. They're absolutely floundering right now. And Texas Tech. So, for example, if I throw Texas Tech at you and I talk about resume, Obviously we're talking Big Twelve. How about a team comparing a team like Clemson, who's on the bubble, some have them last four in, some have them last four out. But if you want to compare Clemson's resume to Texas Tech, who beat K-State, beat Texas, one at West Virginia, one at Oakland, like this is the, the resumes don't even match up.
7: I completely agree with you. You know, let's start real quickly with Oklahoma State. Avery Anderson's been out at the guard position. That's been a crucial loss for them. This team has struggled. But Remember, Case, uh, Oklahoma State's still a top-10 team in terms of shot blocks. Presents some challenges for you defensively. They just haven't been good offensively. I got no qualms if they don't make the tournament, but still a good team. Uh, West Virginia this year, I have not paid as quite as close of attention to, but Huggins' team has played well. But to me, the Red Raiders are the best of the three we're referencing. I agree. Uh, Mark Adams' team is i tell you, Patrick, they're going to be a 10-11 seed. Nobody wants to play them. You don't, you don't want to face them as a 7 or a 6 um, they, or you know whatever the matchup may be, 5 12. This team is very capable. If the Big 12 does not have at least four teams in the Sweet 16, the season's a failure because you've got Baylor and Kansas who are national title contenders. Um, you look at Texas, that's another national title contender. I don't think Kansas State's a legitimate national title contender, contender but I think they're an Elite 8 t- team. And How so- about the last two for them? At Kansas, a tough loss. And then a one-point loss uh,
6: against TCU for Texas Tech, or there wouldn't be conversations about whether or not they're in.
7: Not at all, and uh, I think they deserve to get in. Look, it's the fact that you got to go on the road. Think about this in this league, okay? You have to go to Austin, you have to go to Bramlage in Little Manhattan, you have to go to the Fog, of course. Um, Ames is always tough. Hilton Magic, it's unbelievable how, just the gauntlet you have to run in this league night after night. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and you know, you know what the funny thing is. You hear this comment every time in SEC during football season. This is the same thing, but on steroids in basketball.
6: Con- t- compare the Big 12 right now to a league like the Big 10, where it's just marred in parity. Yeah. You can't really point to a team that wows you. You can point to five
7: in the Big 12 that wow you. Outside of Purdue – maybe in a certain spot, Indiana. But Remember, Indiana got maybe. absolutely murdered. Indiana at the got fog. boat raced yeah. at home absolutely. the other
6: night and, and didn't even post. Did you see Woodson's comments after the game? By the way,
7: he was pissed. Oh, absolutely. It, that should never happen there at Assembly Hall. One of the best home court advantages in college basketball. But they went to the fog and absolutely got crushed. I mean, they absolutely got uh, drilled in that game. So my point is that when you look at these teams right now in the Big Ten, outside of Purdue, who is going on the road in that league and winning a road game in the Big Twelve? If you, I, I think the best shot to win would be in Stillwater or Morgantown, but those aren't wins. Those aren't games where you go Michigan State's going to go win or Maryland's going to go win. You know, Willard's team's going to make the tournament all because of their performance at home. I don't think Maryland's that good of a team, uh, but this is a they, – wa- They're just – they're so different at home. They're yeah, exactly. College Park. It's
6: insane. Willard's done a hell of a job with that team in year one, by the way.
7: They've done a nice job. They're going to be in the tournament. I'll tell you the team that's disappointing to me that's not going to get in. It's going to be criminal that people are not going to get to watch him play because I think he's been tremendous. Jalen Pickett of Penn State. He's about 6'3", 6'4". He's chiseled. Tremendous guard. can control the game. can shoot the ball from the perimeter. It's the inconsistency from the perimeter that's hurt Penn State. Funk was great at certain times. Horrific other times. Seth Lundy in the game against Rutgers goes 0 for 11 from beyond the perimeter. You can't have one of your seniors going 0 for 11 in a crucial game you need to win at home.
6: Okay, now we should probably, when talking about getting into the tournament, we should probably start with North Carolina. This season's preseason number one, that amazing run in the tournament last year, Amal Shaw. Do you know, this is a quiz, a pop quiz, since the tournament expanded to 64 teams in 85, do you know how many preseason number ones have missed the dance? None. None. You nailed it. North Carolina, obviously a thread that we've been talking about all year. One and eight in quad one wins. The- in quad one games, pardon me. Uh, the resume is just not on par with other bubble teams. They're, they have in Ch- Chapel Hill this weekend. They've got Duke. We can discuss that game. Even if they beat Duke, they're probably going to have to get a couple wins in the ACC Think tournament. So? This is just a disastrous season. Remember, started preseason one.
7: I, I got to pick on my uh, our guy Femi here at the network for a second because Femi and I had a huge discussion about this last year. I said, listen, Hubert Davis is not the answer. The minute he got hired, I said, I would not hire this guy. You know, we talked about this the other day with Matt McCall, the former UMass coach. I want a coach who's got personality like McCall's. I, I think Hubert Davis, people don't realize what a prolific three-point shooter he was in the NBA and had a great career, but – I think it gets overlooked, the fact that you got to win living rooms. You know, people criticize John Calipari's ex's nose ability, or Roy Williams. Roy Williams, last time I checked, won three national titles. John Calipari fouls against Kansas, has probably got two national titles on his mantle. Uh, it's about the personality of recruiting guys, if you can do that. Unless you've got a great bag man like Duke's head.
6: No, the so, oh, this is probably something. Now, you've been on the network since its inception, mm-hmm. but we should probably, even Jay Shaw, your father, knows this. There's one person you hate more than anybody on the planet, and that's Koschewski. No,
7: he's my number two all-time most hated. Who's, who's one? David Stern. Okay. Odd, but... Cool. Are you kidding R-I-P. me? He destroyed the. He destroyed R-I-P. the NBA. When yeah, when R-I-P. Your,
6: big ups to the man. He's upstairs. When right your
7: now. commissioner comes out and says, "My dream matchup is Lakers versus Lakers." That's how the Lakers shoot twenty-seven free throws in Game Six of the two thousand two Western Conference Finals. You know, but you know, David Stern's dead, right? You want me to get into that conversation? I got on text when it, when he passed away. Do you have a conspiracy theory no, about alive with I do have a conspiracy, theory. I, got, I have a conspiracy theory. I just got a text. someone said, you must be very happy. I said, no, I was actually hoping he
6: got hit by a car. Look at the big guy. Hey, so locks in the ACC. The ACC has been a terrible league this year. Virginia's a lock. Miami's a lock. Duke's a lock. Um, Work to do for Pittsburgh and NC State. NC State was rolling, and then they got drubbed by twenty-five at home by Clemson. If NC State's
7: not in, then let's just get rid of about seventy-five percent of the teams.
6: No, they're they're in. So we'll go Virginia, lock Miami, lock Duke, lock NC State, lock. What about Pitt?
7: Pitt should get in. Two qual. They want they sweep the season series against North Carolina. I know that's not a team that's getting in the tournament, but I thought they've been really good this year. Uh, also, uh, deepest run from the ACC team. Patrick is going to be by whom? There's only one answer here, buddy. Miami? You got it. Jim, Jim Laranega is a
6: hell of a coach. Laranega is probably – we we know what he did back in the day going to the Final Four with a yeah. team
7: that never should have been there. But he's had, he's had an amazing run at Miami. Miami's not a hotbed of recruiting for basketball. But I'm no, telling you, not. you get guys on the campus and you get to Coral Gables, you're like, yo, why the hell am I not here? Do you realize when you walk out of the Watsko Center after the game, it's 78 degrees and you're like – I'm in Miami. I'm 20 minutes away. I'm in the Gables. I'll be in Miami in 20 minutes.
6: This is probably a good time. to Let's get that number on Miami for a national championship, big guy. We'll get it on the going out. Also, think about some of these bid stealers and stealing some spots. Remember, speaking of the ACC last year, Virginia Tech was projected not to get into the dance. They go on to win and get the auto bid in the ACC. I'm thinking two years ago. Remember, Oregon State in the Pac-12. And then how about Georgetown in the Big East? So these are some bid stealers that you have to look out for as well.
7: You're absolutely right. And by the way, I love these coaches that you've referenced there with uh, Oregon State and Georgetown. All of them got uh, extensions, or ex- I shouldn't say extensions, but they weren't fired Because of that, Georgetown with uh, Patrick Ewing winning that Big East tournament, they get absolutely crushed by, I think it was Colorado uh, in the tournament. And then, of course, Oregon State gets the Elite Eight and loses, I believe, to Loyola of Chicago in that one. Wayne Tinkle, three wins, and the wins here in Las Vegas got him to be able to stick around. I think last year they won like three or four games. I can assure you, if
6: Patrick Ewing wins the Big East this year, he's gone. He wins the tournament, he ain't coming back. Yeah, I agree with it's you. Been, it's been a disastrous run for Patrick Ewing at his alma mater. All right, big guy, what do you got on Miami? Your mic's not on, uh, so. 40 to 1 on Miami that.
5: right now, but about a month ago, they were over 90 to 1 in some places.
6: You should you should be excited about the Miami conversation. Your father went there, and you jock Miami constantly as Flat, we continue along here. So, ACC done. Big East. We'll come back with who's in, who's out. Also, uh, the SEC and the Big Ten as we continue along here. A little conference tournament and big dance talk. March twelfth, Selection Sunday is coming up.
0: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw. VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
6: Okay, if you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or College Basketball, the VSN Experts have got you covered. Become a VSN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer right now, $9.99. Of course, VSN Pro subscribers get access to all our daily recap of the top plays made by VCN show hosts. We've got the network in there as well, tools like our betting splits, deep deep dive betting reports, VCN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets best bets and daily props don't miss out on this limited time offer it's vsin.com slash subscribe sign up today it's 9.99 that's vsin.com slash subscribe we got your back amal shaw sweating hampton the big guy (laughs) just sweating lunch kevin trask (laughs) we've got our guy sean here i'm patrick maher sharp money week one vsin the sports betting network okay we have and dustin promises we've got Electric sound from Will Levis at the combine today and Bryce young talking about his size. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. Some news here on Derek Carr. That's yet to come. Let's get back into some of these teams that got work to do. And those that are locks from the big conferences and big leagues here. Uh, we'll go big East Marquette's in Xavier's in Yukon's in Creighton's in and Providence's in anything else.
7: Uh, no, I think, I think those are correct.
6: Right. Okay. Yeah. So locks in the big 10, we just discussed Purdue. Uh, Indiana's in Maryland, as you mentioned, is going to get in Northwestern, obviously in Michigan state, right. I guess the questions and for good reason, like, for example, Michigan, a double overtime loss at Illinois. I think there's been three in the history of the tournament, three teams that got an at-large bid when they had lost 15 games. So Michigan's sitting on what 13, 14 losses yeah. here. Uh, nobody's gotten in at large with more than 15 losses. Let's take a look. Iowa, Illinois, You want to go Rutgers,
7: Wisconsin, Michigan. These are teams with work to do. I still think Rutgers gets in. I think the Illini get in. Uh, Remember, they beat UCLA here in Las Vegas. That win looks better and better by the day. Uh, So I think that'll help them as you go down the stretch. Okay.
6: Locks in the uh, SEC. Bama could be your number one overall seed. Tennessee is in. Kentucky, your Wildcats. Yeah. The A&M Aggies are in. Should be, I'm guessing, Arkansas, Missouri. Work to do, I, I, Auburn, Mississippi
7: State. Where are you at on the I, SEC? Mississippi State, no. Uh, Auburn, they need to win this weekend at home against Tennessee. Uh, who is the team you mentioned before that I'm sorry?
6: Uh, let's see. We'll go Mississippi State, Arkansas.
7: Yeah, Arkansas. I think the Razorbacks should get in.
6: I do, too. I think they yeah. should be in for sure. The metrics agree uh, Arkansas should be in the turn. I, this, again, the SEC is not great this year outside of – You know, Alabama, Tennessee, your boy Barnes done a hell of a job. Kentucky starting to play well now. Uh, A&M, Arkansas, I agree. The metrics prove they should be in. Okay, so that's the tournament, and we'll keep you updated uh, as, of course, it is championship week. Now, this news came down today, and that is, uh, I'm sure you saw it, the Saints and Derek Carr met yesterday at the Combine. And I'll tell you something right now. The Saints are ready to sign them. So yes. they're ready to go. The reports are they want to lock up the free agent and Derek Carr. Now, remember, Derek Carr reje- rejected a proposed trade from Vegas to New Orleans uh, before he was cut by the Raiders, simply so he could become, a mall, an unrestricted free agent and use his leverage. Now, the Jets, they're waiting on Rodgers and a decision there. The Panthers, and we've got odds. You see the Jets right now, uh, a team, next team, they're your favorite for Derek Carr at minus 200. The Panthers are two and a half to one. The Saints are three to one. You may want to get in on the Saints right now because what he's doing, and that is Derek Carr, he wants to take his time and get another team or two involved and start a bidding war for his services.
7: Yeah, I think you're right on that. But I also think a place like Carolina or New Orleans would be a better fit for Derek Carr for a couple of reasons. I think the market size is much smaller, so it helps. Charlotte, obviously bigger than New Orleans, but still not going to be a New York type of, you know, it's going to be like there's blood in the water with the sharks circling in New York if he doesn't play well. I think in New Orleans and Carolina, you know, people are going to be a little bit more forgiving, excuse me. So I think that's something that you got to look at with him. the other thing is, which team do you think you can win with? Can Derek Carr overcome Mahomes? Well, you kept
6: you kept on saying go to the South, right? Uh, yeah, go, go to Carolina. Yeah, that was get my. Get down there was... with Frank Reich in a in a. In... A division that is absolutely brutal right now. Get down there and win.
7: Yeah, my second reason was going to be that's exactly the point, which is you got to go through Mahomes, you got to go through Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, all those guys, Lamar Jackson yep. potentially there in Baltimore, and probably in prob- all probability. So for me, I would look at taking a spot to go to the uh, NFC NFC South there, New Orleans or Charlotte, whichever his preferences.
6: It's just funny because one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? right. It's like Derek Carr. McDaniels couldn't and the Raiders couldn't wait to move on from him. Yeah. He'll be 32 at the end of the month. And now these team, the jets, your boy Salah was talking absolutely glowingly about the meeting they had. They think he's the long-term answer. Mickey Loomis with the saints went on and on about. He is the long-term answer. These teams now lining up for Derek Carr. It just tells you how, what a dearth of talent there is and how important the position is.
7: Uh, absolutely. Right. And you mentioned it in terms of, uh, you know, I don't understand why the Raiders moved on from Derek Carr so quickly. I mean, it it was unbelievable. It it just all of a sudden they did a 180 on him overnight. And here's the problem with this. Their defense is not good. And who are you going to have playing under center? Jared Stidham, fine. If you like him, I don't have a problem with that. But I still am not convinced that they know what they're going to do with their answer under center for next year.
6: Super Bowl odds for these teams. The Jets are ready to go with your boy Garrett Wilson. He has somebody to throw to. I would say this. I told you, I think the Panthers are an ideal spot. They've started to rebuild that offensive line. They invested in the draft last year. It's odd kind of uh, odd how they started running the ball better once they moved on from McCaffrey, kind of found their identity as a team with an offensive line and a team that could run the football, the Panthers. Again, we talked about it has to be a perfect spot. I totally agree with you, Amal, with Derek Carr. Uh, I think Reich down in Carolina with an offensive line that's getting better in a run game and coming off the run, I think that'd be a good
7: spot for him. I would agree with you, and I think having a good running game is uh, crucial for him. And remember, the other thing, Derek Carr historically has not fared well, where, excuse me, well in cold weather games. And playing in Charlotte would help because remember, the only two outdoor games you'd have within the division would be on your own home field. And then, of course, when you go to Tampa, Atlanta and New Orleans are domes as well. So, the majority of the season, he's going to be playing in a good controlled environment. If he's in New Orleans, you've got eight to nine home games that are going to be in the dome, a 10th game in Atlanta. And if you get Charlotte and Tampa, and Tampa generally is going to be good weather, but in Charlotte, I mean, unless you're in late December, you're going to be dealing with pretty good elements. So, for the majority of his season, you're looking at a situation where 12 out of 17 games are going to be an ideal climate. Let's keep with the quarterbacks. We'll go to the kids though. The combine
6: Indianapolis you have right now, you've got Bryce young one, you've got Stroud two. Mm -hmm. I believe you had Richardson and then you had Will Levis, correct? Or did I get that out of order?
7: No, it depends on how you're classifying this in terms of guys who are going to be drafted, who I would actually take if I was a general manager. Yeah, take if you were a general manager. Bryce Go Young, C.J. Stroud, Hendon Hooker, Tanner McKee.
6: Okay, well, a guy that you and I both agree is being overvalued here, Will Levis, he talked about throwing at the combine and why he wants to do it. Let's roll it, big guy. Yeah, I think um, physically, i just say my arm talent. I think I got one of the stronger arms that's come out of any draft class in recent memory, and then just who I am as a person, kind of my morals, what I stand for, my values, and I think that's been uh, the most Kind of beneficial thing for me to be able to share with these coaches throughout these formal and informal interviews to just get them to know me as a person get them to kind of understand how seriously i take every aspect of my life and just letting them know how much i love ball and how i'm able to use those values and those morals to make me the best person in the locker room and on the field as possible everybody goes through the throwing courses of the combat why do you because i got a cannon i'm gonna show it off <laughs> you know what? There Will Levis there who regressed last year there at Kentucky. There were very strong Amal Shaw vibes. He had a lot of I'm the type of guy
7: going on in that answer. You feel me? I feel you, but let me tell you, if you're gonna be often imitated, never duplicated. And let me tell you another thing. This guy, he could overthrow a country by himself. Somebody should have said to him, hey, listen, just cause you <laughs> I, I mean, just cause you got armed strength or as in now the new term armed talent. Dude, you're not good. You haven't been good. When you can't beat out the stiffs that they've run out in state college, you're not good.
6: Great year in 21, 33 and 13 with the, court, with the touchdown pick ratio. Last year, 21 and 10. They lost a lot of talent off that uh, Kentucky offense last year. And Rodriguez was there.
7: Rodriguez is an absolute dude, okay? He, he was okay. car- carrying the ball no, for them. There's no,
6: there's no need to get mad at me. I'm just simply, I'm with you on Will. I, I, just, I just thought he had Shaw vibes with the, I'm the type of guy that's got great character. He was coming he was Yeah, coming let strong. me tell you,
7: if I want, I, I never say I got great character. Because if I want a great character people, I'd go look for him on church on Sunday or temple, okay? You, you, I, I, I swear to God, Dustin,
6: I swear to God, I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> you saw the joke coming. <laughs> yeah, Do enough. you have Bryce Young? She, what's that? You got Bryce Young, big guy? All right, go ahead and roll it before the break here. Here's Bryce Young talking about his size. Um, again, I, I've been this size, uh, you know, respectfully Brian, my whole life. Um, you know, I, I know who I am. Um, I, know, I know what I
4: can do. And, you know, for me, you know, I think it, it, it's fair. You know, everyone can can speculate and ask whatever questions are necessary. But, you know, I'm going to continue to control what I can control. I um, keep working my hardest to put myself in a
5: position. I'm confident in myself. I know what I can do. And, you know, I'm just excited to get to that next level.
6: If he had, if he had size, he'd be generational. Well, he's, he's got... So- He's yeah. ridiculously, I, w- talented. I
7: would agree with you, by the way, Nate Oats should hire Bryce Young as this PR rep. That was a great answer.
6: I couldn't, I'll be straight up with you and I'm not blaming the big guy. I couldn't even hear the answer. Would you like to tell me what he actually said there?
7: He said, I've been the same size my whole life. You know, I only control the things I can control. Great answer. I'm all in,
6: I'm all out. We're going to talk some hedging and a little life next here on a Friday edition. Of course, it's sharp money. This is Vsin the sports betting network.
4: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on
0: VSIN, the sports betting network.
6: Okay, Brent Musburger, thank you. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. If you wanna know where the money and bets are moving for every game, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well betting splits pro tools are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter better year round check out today's betting splits for every game at vison.com we got you back here sharp money it's Friday, March third. Shout out to my dad, Kevin Maher. Love you, Dad. Checking in, enjoying the conversation with the three of us. We are Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, the big guy, and I'm Patrick Maher. This is a little trifling. Before we get to Amal in, Amal out. Yesterday, Dustin talked about not flossing regularly, so he posted at the Rap Radio on Twitter. You can go check us out on Twitter, Amal Shaw One. On Twitter uh, he said do you floss regularly we have some disgusting listeners because 62.5 said no 37 and a half said yes I floss twice a day I'm not sure tr- I'm not trying to floss by saying I floss a lot or stunt I just think it's a pretty normal activity to actually take care of your oral hygiene them all
7: I would agree with you I, I'm the same way it's disgusting
6: but it's- like what are you doing the big guy, like he was happy that people concurred with him, so it gives him more yeah. reason not to continue to take care of himself. That's a weird
5: vibe. It It's a thing where if I'm doing the wrong thing, but everyone else is also doing the wrong thing, I feel like that's actually the right thing.
7: You want me to give you the bridge? I don't you want want you understand to you the, what you just said. I, I understand what numbers. Said. Do you want me to give you the bridge analogy? Yeah, give it to me. Everyone else is jumping off a bridge. You going? Are they having a good time? Probably not if they're jumping
5: off the Golden Gate Bridge. If it looks like fun, I'll do it. We know if it looks like fun, you won't be. The problem
6: with (laughs) (laughs) the problem, by the way, the problem with jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, if you thought about it, is people don't die from the impact. They die Mm -hmm. from getting stuck in the mud underneath the water. I watched a documentary on it. It's time for a all in, I'm <laughs> all out. Essentially, this is, that's a transition for the ages. Essentially, this is agree or disagree. I'm going to start with the sports one here, then we'll get to betting theory. Uh, the first one up, Dustin says there are less than six teams that can really win the Larry O'Brien, so that can win the association this year. I'm going to tell you this way. There's only four teams that can win a championship, and I'm going to ask you, and I know the answer, obviously, out east, it's Boston, And, of course, it's Milwaukee, although you're going to actually fade Milwaukee. Out west, it's Phoenix and Denver. Who would be team five? I have an answer. Who would
7: be team five for you? Hold on a second. Who's going to fade Milwaukee? I thought you were off on Milwaukee. You had some theory that you laid on Dustin. What? I don't even talk to Dustin. I only talk to him when I'm required to. Okay, so you're in on Milwaukee. His theory on Milwaukee is on tomorrow's game. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. It's on, it's on t- the winning streak coming to an end. No, I, I love the Bucs. Giannis is the best player in the world. You, you got to go through him still in the Eastern Conference. I get Boston and what they are, but I like uh, Milwaukee a lot in the Eastern Conference. Out West, you mentioned Phoenix, um, Denver. And I'm going to still say potentially the Los Angeles Clippers because Kawhi is a no. guy with pedigree who's done it. Let's see what happens. I'm not ready they to killed me last night. By the way, I went over, they scored 91
6: points. So now the Clippers are owned four since the break, they can't defend. Yeah, they, they got get... beat by golden to... state last night and they couldn't score. As a matter of fact, did you see what they did last night? I wrote they, it down. They got
7: outscored. I, th- I think 70 to 35 in the second half or something like that. I think
6: they were outscored and maybe it was Kawhi and Paul George and Russell Westbrook. They were a combined like six of 30 from three. The Clippers are in a free fall right now. So I don't agree with you there. One team I did want to bring up out East and that is Philly sitting third in the East. This is a team. I just don't trust. We can throw up the odds as far as a championship. They're sitting 40 and 22. They lost last night. The 76ers a mall to a struggling Dallas team who had lost the last time out at home to Indianapolis and bead played 35 minutes at 35 points. Maxi drops 29 Harden drops 27 and they lost To the Dallas Mavericks. That's my point. They just don't have bench depth. You know, Melton McDaniels, shake Milton. And again, this is a team last year that lost in six games in the conference semis to the heat. And two years ago is really when they had an opportunity. Remember two years ago, they lost in the conference semis in seven to that Hawks team that Philadelphia was better than Philadelphia is a fraud.
7: Well, I don't disagree with you. And last night, they gave up 52% from beyond the perimeter to the Dallas Mavericks, who made 25 three point attempts out of 48, 55% from the floor overall. Just can't do that and expect to be able to win a road game. That's the reason why they lose by seven. I mean, you take that margin down team in a normalized margin of 37, 38%, you win that game comfortably.
6: They are sitting right now 12 to 1 on the board at BetMGM to win a championship. Oh, here's the numbers. So last night, the Clippers, again, 0 and 4 since the break. They scored 35 second half points, 35. They thought they shot 36% from the floor. They were nine of 43 from three. Kawhi, PG, and um, Westbrook, three of 16 from three. So, again, uh, if you're in on the Clippers, God bless you. But to me, that's a team right now. Uh, they couldn't defend, and now they can't score. I, I don't with
7: you, but one thing that's crucial in the playoffs to remember, every game is going to be played. Say you play on a Monday, you're going to play either Wednesday or Thursday. There's going to be enough time in between games. Look, this team is just limping to the finish line of the regular season. It's like Greg Popovich used to say. He never cared about the regular season. All he cared about was just being healthy for the postseason. I love his one line one time. I was asking about it. Uh, How important is home court advantage? He goes, we're not going to win 16 games at home and lose 12 on the road.
6: George Sedano, NBA on ESPN is coming up in about eight minutes. We'll continue the association talk. Remember the other day when I said you seem like a Jimmy Butler guy? Yes, sir. And you were really happy about that because you are a Jimmy Butler guy? He's my second favorite player in the NBA. Okay, hold on now. You also seem like a Greg Popovich guy.
7: 100%. Yes. Because he's... Go ahead. He's
6: curmudgeonly. No, he's not. He's never satisfied. That, Always fine. going against the grain.
7: He, listen, here's the thing with Poppin, It was the same thing with Kobe. You ask a dumb question. You get a dumb response. You ask an intelligent question. They will give you a well thought out response.
6: <laughs> so, of course, a Shaw, Big Jimmy Butler guy. Why are you a Jimmy
7: Butler guy? I'll play your game. Why? Because the guy plays hard. He's got an intensity. brings to the level. He brings to the table every single day. And the goal is to win. That's it. That's the goal. And he wants to win so badly. And you know what? he's a team guy. He just doesn't like guys that want to loaf around that want to be the Ben Simmons of the world. You want to be Ben Simmons? there's twenty other teams that will take you uh, with open arms.
6: okay, next one up, a little betting theory here. So Dustin says this is I'm all in, agree. I'm all out, disagree. Not hedging futures is a waste of money and time. Let's just talk about hedging. We talk yeah. about it being philosophical. So one thing I will say it's a betters attempt amal Shaw uh, to mitigate potential loss or risk, right? so, I would say hedging becomes much more of a prevalent conversation once your bankroll grows, once your bet sizes increases, you're willing to lay bigger numbers. You're going to get into a situation where you can use hedging as a useful tool in mitigating some of those losses and risks. It's really a conversation that should be had once you get to a place where you're in a spot where you could potentially profit Big time, and then take a little chunk of the winnings there.
7: Yeah, absolutely. But I would argue a couple of things to what you said there. First of all, you said when your bankroll gets big enough. I think that's one of the biggest problems in betting is that people go, well, my bankroll's not that big. You know, I learned from a guy who used to treat 20 bucks like it was a million. He goes, look, you can run this up. And he, he's one of the most prolific bettors I know. And to me, that was the difference between him and other people. He was very selective in terms of his betting, but he treated every bet like it was the most important. And your, your point being that if it's a smaller bet, people are not going to be as likely to hedge. Fine. But I'll give you a couple examples of hedging where they're really uh, crucial and important in terms of giving yourself or putting yourself in a situation of being able to win. So over the weekend, I think it was, uh, or it might have been during the week, I don't remember, I think it was Sunday, UCLA's playing at Colorado. I take the Bruins. The Bruins were laying six and a half. Uh, I take UCLA in-game minus 2.5, and and they're down 40. uh, They're down. Colorado leads 45-44 with about seven and change to play. De Silva gets hurt around the five-minute mark. But uh, Colorado at that point is plus 2.5 on the in-game. I didn't feel like the Bruins were necessarily going to win the game and cover. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to lose the juice. I'm going to take – I didn't actually lose the juice. What I did was I took the UCLA win amount and bet that on Colorado. So if Colorado ends up covering 2.5, I'm going to end up losing a little bit of money. UCLA wins, I'm going to break even. UCLA ends up winning and really kind of getting lucky to cover the two and a half on the end game. And so to me, there's certain times where you're just better off getting off of a play you don't have the stress. Patrick, as soon as I make that play on Colorado plus two and a half and I've got UCLA minus two and a half, right. I don't even check the game. I just check the final score and see what happens, and that's it. And I, go think, from there. I
6: think I was – no, and it's a great it's a great example. I think I was responding to the futures part of the I'm hedging sorry. conversation okay. because you're 100% right. Once you get involved and then you jump in game, there's constant hedging back and forth, arbitrage opportunities
7: all over the place. So, yeah. yes, I, I, I totally agree with you. I that. apologize. I misunderstood what you said. In terms of the futures, no. some of these teams that you look at let, – let's take a Kansas State, for example. I don't think any of us here believe – that K-State's going to win a national title. Are they a potential Elite Eight team? Sure. And I don't know what the odds are right now in front of me for Kansas State to win a national title. But they're pretty long on them, 30-1. to So let's let's assume they get through the first round, they win that game comfortably, they get in the second round game, Keontae Johnson's the best player on the floor, they win, you might have an opportunity, and we can get into that a little bit more later on. But I think you're trying to take yourself a profit. Why put yourself in peril every time?
6: Last one, on an airplane, window seat is better than the aisle seat, says the big guy. What do you say, Amal Shah?
7: Depends on where you're flying to.
6: Okay, fair enough. George Sedano, we said there's two out east, two out west. We'll ask NBA expert George Sedano next, who he's got as that five team. It's sharp money. It's VEASAN, the Esports Betting Network.